Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer and episode 156 of the Speaking Club podcast. Well, my quote for this episode is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. All life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey there and welcome to the show. It's great to be here with you again and thanks so much for choosing to listen to the Speaking Club podcast. Now the first thing to say about my interview with Bernadette Bruckner is that English isn't her first language. And for me as an English woman who's barely mastered the basic niceties of a second language, I'm always astounded at those who can not only conduct presentations in a foreign language, but also answer questions in that language completely off the cuff. And Bernadette is a whirlwind of a person. It almost feels as if she's living four lives in one. And as a girl working hard in her parents' bakery in a small village in Austria, she never imagined that she'd be standing on stage helping people transform their lives. But equally, I'm sure she didn't expect the first part of her life to be as difficult as it was. And it wasn't until she was completely lost and broken that she discovered her birthright and her true calling. This was the key to unlocking her resilience, productivity and achievement. And since then, she hasn't looked back. And today, through the tools she's created, alongside her coaching, writing and speaking... She helps others find their path back to health and happiness. And she's here to share her story and some of those tools with you. But before we head into the interview, I just wanted to let you know about the free live online workshop I'm doing very soon. I'm going to be sharing the three-step formula to selling when you speak. And that's going to help you go from struggling to stand out and be heard to connecting and converting with confidence. And not only are you going to get practical tips and tools that you can put into action, but you'll also get a copy of my heart map blueprint for story led talks to take away. And you can register for this workshop at saraharcher.co.uk slash masterclass. Right on with the interview. Welcome to the Speaking Club, Bernadette Bruckner. Hey, welcome, welcome from Austria. I know we were just having a chat about Austria because I was telling you that I used to live very close to Austria in Munich for about three and a half years when I was just, just before I was 21, I went out there, um, which was a long, long, long time ago. So, but it is beautiful there, beautiful and I love skiing uh stuff but you have you said you haven't got any snow at the moment no not at all but in in the the snow area like in Vorarlberg in Tyrol they have a lot of snow oh good so there is snow it's just not where you are at the moment no it's it's oh. too warm up there but to all listeners we not all Austrians can yodel I can tell you I can't yodel <laughs> because this is oh, the question a we always we always get when you're out there and you say if you're from Austria oh you can yodel no <laughs> oh no that's after cross that question off my list then <laughs> cool excellent now I've had a look through all of your stuff and I think it's fair to say and from our initial chat this morning you do a lot of different things yes, yes. Uh, but I wanted to get you to describe the core of what you do for people listening in one sentence if you can that's very simple I remember the people about the birthright I do, I show them how to access the subconsciousness and also how to use the, the gifts they have in there uh, way much more also for the business because I'm supporting a lot of uh, people in business and uh, to begin to listen to your intuition again. We got trained from a lot of different people in school and wherever that we should listen to others 
Nasser, it's, it's a huge topic to listen to so-called specialists. And we forgot how to listen to ourselves. Cool. So in the initial sense, it's, it was about remembering your birthright. Now, yes. I, I, so I've got a question on that. So what do you actually mean by that? What, what do you mean by birthright? I always say I'm, I'm a high sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a scanner. That's why I'm doing a lot of different stuff. And according uh, to Jean Piaget, he was the development uh, scientist back then. He said the first uh, five to seven years, our identity gets created, but by other people. Other people telling us, the parents, the, the whoever, grandparents, or all the people who are in your close environment, telling you who you are, who you should be, what the tradition is, the religion, what you believe in, and, and, and. That's something what get, creates our identity and our values. Based in, on that, we choose our job, we choose our partner, we choose our career or however. But most of the people, for some reason, and on some day, they either became identity problems mm-hmm. or ask themselves why I'm here, the big questions. And most of the time, it's because that our experience, what we make based on our values, based on what other people are telling us, it's not our natural. That's why I'm always saying, remember your birthright and fully live it, because your birthright is listen to yourself. Your birthright, you get everything what you need in your living by birth when you listen to yourself. And I'm so glad that I'm, I'm a, proud, a proud auntie of twin girls. I was allowed to be the second mom in the first year. And I recognized more and more to nurture them uh, and being there for them what I actually teaching for years because they, they have their sense. They, they know that uh, what's good for them. They know when you are hungry. They know when they need something else, when they hugs. I did so much with the ladies, also with, with feeding. And also uh, I catch myself saying sentences, what I got subconscious from my parents, which is actually totally stupid. And I said, wait, no. This is a subconscious sentence. I don't want to give them to my ladies. Yeah. Because in the first five to seven years, we can make a superhero when we give them all the space, what, what they need for growing and all the right words, all the good emotions. And you also can do it in a different way. And my heart breaks so many times because I don't have children. And I, I see there are so many children out there who are not in a good environment I would adopt them because I just love working with children it's such a gift having them and you have such a great opportunity to make a superhero out of them and give them all the space that they can develop themselves their dreams into reality and everybody out of there you know as child I'm pretty sure everybody was somewhere or somehow out or someday someone asked you, who do you want to become? Mm. I always said, I want to be an animal keeper. My mom always said, no way, learn something good, something useful. And it broke my heart. I still love animals. And I always say, I'm, I'm not, a, not only an animal keeper anymore, but also a human keeper, supporting them to be nurtured. Because there are so many out there who has no idea what it means to get nurtured. And fully living your birthright is for me also having the space, saying and feeling whatever you say, whatever you want to say and feel, what you perceive. Because we perceive way much more what what others say, this is bullshit, but you still perceive it Mm. because Mm. we are high sensitive people. And with the ladies, I, I mean, when I work with, with animals, uh, I work with a lot of energy and they are coming to me. I had, when, when I was a teeny, children came to me, they hugged me, they, they were like on my leg and they like, what happens here? They just, they took me. So somehow, and also old people telling me their stories, even when they have no idea who I am. And for me, I always said, this is a gift. That's why I went more and more into coaching. Uh-huh. I have something in my energy field or in my person or character what seems that people feel like it to open up and that they want to talk with me what they probably don't talk to everybody else because they are very 
uh, heavy topics. People who are coming to me, they are uh, also need abuse, abuse topics and, and mm -hmm. other stuff. And for me, it's like I see it more as a blessing today, but I can have, because I can handle it. I did further education and all this stuff, but yes. I have that still. And one of my gifts is to sit next to a person and truly listen who they are. It's really interesting, actually, because another one of my students is, she describes herself as an empath. Mm -hmm. And it sounds very similar to to what you're saying. And she struggled with that as a young person mm -hmm. uh, to cope with all of the stuff that she was getting from other people. And now she I think like you, she manages her energy so that she's able to look after herself while still mm -hmm. uh, offering this gift to other people. And that's really interesting what you're talking about, this whole idea of birthright and something that you said there resonated with me a little bit in relation to speaking as well which is and also something that a, a voice coach we had on the show talked about which is this ability to be fully self-expressed mm -hmm. um, and I think that's like you say in terms of sort of almost understanding ourselves and then being able to be ourselves the other point that came to my mind was I think I had just probably before my 40th birthday, what I would call an awakening, if you like, that's how mm -hmm. I would describe it. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's where you suddenly recognize that, you know, you have been running all of these programs and living your life based on what society expects, that sort of treadmill life. And you just, and, and lots of people get to this point of saying, you know, when, when they have that awakening is, is this, all there is should I be doing something else is, is that what you mean by that that sort of birthright is remembering that we have a choice I, I it's the same I had my calling with 38 got kicked out of the corporate world but I loved a lot and it, it's interesting because most of the people coming with the same around 40 they mm -hmm. have a life crisis or whatever crisis and I had top managers coming to me um, either through burnout or whatever, or didn't see any sense anymore in what they are doing, and they want to change something. And most of the time, they want to just cut out their life before and want to do something else. And I'm like, why do you want to cut out something where you learned or this this I experienced? You 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 created gifts in there, whatever or values and whatever happens there, don't cut it out. Uh, include it in your new in your new path mm. because you got to this crisis because of everything else was before so it's nothing bad in it but there are learnings in it i always say mm. there is always some kind of learnings in whatever challenges you have what you might can see we can look at it and integrate the learning and your timeline becomes different mm. And as more as I'm doing it, I see that the people becoming whole. And it's always good to have for the next steps. And I had one, she, she was in the financial world, like with, with a lot of numbers and everything else. Now she's a therapy yoga woman. Beautiful. She's supporting so many people with this work, but she's still using her knowledge, supporting others, bringing out business plans and all the things to support their dreams whatever so she in integrated her old life and just combined it and for me it's always I always will go to the university because I, I love learning so when you when you use for example Sigmund Freud he has the iceberg model saying that five to to ten percent unconscious the rest is subconscious for me the biggest journey is actually discovering me that's why I'm saying remembering my birthright and bringing the subconscious to conscious. And this is so interesting for me, myself, I'm learning myself every day a little bit better. And also my gifts and all the things that why should I learn from someone else? I'm getting inspired from others. I'm getting inspired being in discussion with others, being on university, learning from others. And as trigger to remember more and more from myself. Mm. And as more as I see what other people are capable of, if they let it be, they blossom up. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had now workshop five, uh, seven days, 
And for me, the, when I do coaching and working with other people, when their eyes begin to glow, this is for me the best reason going on because they discover themselves. Yeah. When a yeah. person knows who they are, their eyes are glowing, their heart is open, and they are talking uh, from inside out. This is for me living the world right. Cool. That's a really good explanation. And I, yeah, I, I think I was a director in corporate when I had my my awakening, as I, as I call it. But the interesting thing is this is really interesting, isn't it? There's more and more people. And I think the current context uh, that we're living in uh, will, will increase the number of people yes. who are, you know, having this epiphany about themselves and what their life purpose is. And so many people are heading more down a spiritual path yes. to to become coaches and yoga and you know, it's quite interesting though that there's no way for people to or I'm just this is just an observation just as we're talking there's no way for people to be in corporate and still be spiritual it's there's this exodus out of corporate and and almost like a in some senses I wonder if it's gonna gonna become flooded the spiritual area Mm-hmm. you know with with life coaches and and whatever mm-hmm. and it's a shame we can't be that way in a corporate environment I, i'm not saying I'm, this is just an observation just to get your view on that mm-hmm. uh, there are we found already companies okay and there was one guy that was in the newspaper uh, he's the ceo and all his employees got the same salary that he has so and and others uh, got some uh, funds from from the from the company, and now they are mul- millionaires and all the things. It's possible. Yeah. I found I found a person, and he. Um, I'm uh, very interested in integral thinking of Ken Wilber, uh, and also uh, the levels of of uh, clear uh, grace, because we are in the middle of of creating a new business model. There are companies out there in Austria, in Germany, in, in different countries, who are such in an awareness. That not always about money, but the purpose, mm. about the values together, and having entrepreneurs in your company so that they create with the the founder the company. Mm. And one is for me a totally role model. His his name is Bodo Janssen. He's from Germany. He, he came from a rich um, family and all the things they have uh, hotels and and everything. And then he got, um, oh, my English is, is today like not the best one. Uh, when he was a teen, someone uh, kidnapped him. And this was so profound for him. Uh, when he came back and overtook the, the company from his dad, he was such a bad uh, entrepreneur that all the people wanted to leave. And he changed completely the model that he's today a pioneer and role model in how you can be on a spiritual path, having a company, having employees who are your entrepreneurs and having uh, also NGO projects and everything else and also be there for the elder, for the elder people out there mm-hmm. and that they are safe when they are um, uh, in retirement and all the things. And this is for me, yes, I know it's possible. Yeah. Sometimes you are the first one going a path to be inspiration for others, but he's listening from inside out. But he's yes. doing a lot of meditation, for example. He's really yeah. got on his spiritual path. And sometimes we need a very clear um, and very life-changing situations like he had with the kidnapping to change completely your living, always beginning on your values, based on your values. Mm. Uh, and also to to find your big why, the big sense behind something. I hope I get next year an interview with him because for me, it's very profound for the business world. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I grew up with a dad that was in the war. This is a war child. My mom is a post-war child. They had all the things. I always got the thinking you have to be in one company till you're in re- retirement. I was like, nope, definitely not me. <laughs> Today, yeah. I have already more than 15 companies behind me. Not out of, um, I, I wanted to, out of, I got so much bored because the, the construction, the old thinking, it's not mine. Mm. And I always knew that the, the, the agile thinking was in my head for 20 years ago. Now they found words for it. What I was always looking that was possible. And now we have wordings for it. And now companies begin to go this path. 
And I'm totally happy. Yes, everybody makes his own thing, sometimes very complicated. I'm a person who loves to have it as easy as possible. That's why I'm creating my cookie scratch. It is very easy to, to implement it as like toothbrushing. So it's yeah. just easy. But it's so interesting uh, what people can create when they listen to themselves, when they're uh, using their gifts and what, what they feel inside is right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm doing a lot of work around this at the moment in terms of focusing on the, the cause rather than the effect. In fact, we did a, a whole episode recently on following your feelings and using your emotions to guide you rather than your thinking, because your emotions will all give, always give you a true indication of whether you're on the right path or not. The subconscious so, is a little bit stronger than the mind. We talk about 92 to 95%. So I'm, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah cool that's really good so what would you say to someone you know if they came to you and said Bernadette I just don't know who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing what mm -hmm. would your first sort of advice be to them I bring them to their intuition in different ways because I have a very big uh, toolbox mm -hmm. sometimes they need first the scientific proof especially when I work with men and especially when I work with corporate uh, women who are totally into corporate world, so something for the head. And then I guide them through because who am I that I know who this person is in front of me? Because everybody else, uh, every single person knows themselves the best, but we got trained to listen to others. So I bring them back and I always say, I accompany you in the same speed that you are going. If you're standing, I'm standing. If you're going fast, I'm going fast because I'm actually speedy. And I can give you questions. I can give you a space where you can express everything, what you perceive, what you feel. I give them very um, easygoing tools to not only access, but also to, to get the subconscious stuff into conscious. Mm -hmm. The Yohari window called, it's a scientific proof. Yohari, yeah. That, yes. With the dark spot, I don't know the English word for it, but but the blind spot. Yeah. And we begin to to look at this spot in different whatever the person needs. I have a really big toolbox, and I'm very intuitive, so I I always say I tune into the energy of the other person, so that I begin to to speak the language and whatever they need that they can open up for themselves to list to begin to listen to themselves again. Most of the time, when a person says that to me, they know it actually anyway. Mm. But either they have the fear to express it because they didn't have the room to talk mm. about, or they are so unsecure secure because their peer group is in such a different thinking. And that's, in my opinion, more than uh, with men than with women, that they uh, have truly the fear if I'm changing, I can lose my friends or the so-called yes. friends. Yes. And this peer group is, is a huge topic out there. And I'm in horoscope uh, Leo. So for me, it's always clear I'm going my path. So um, I don't matter. <laughs> I, I just go because I, I, when I was a teenager, I said, we have 8 billion people out there. I don't have to be friends with everybody. It's totally okay. If this person doesn't want, I'm pretty sure there are other people out there who speak my same language and, and to, to find someone where I can open up myself and be who I truly want to be. And when and that's, that's interesting because the peer pressure is a huge, I don't know if it's a huge topic in your country, but it's in Austria, especially with teenagers and also with elder people, the fear of staying alone, of being alone, of, of also uh, dying alone is huge. Huh. And I'm like, no, there are so many people out there. I'm pretty sure there, there are others out there who had, maybe have the same feeling, but if you come together, you're not alone anymore. Right. <laughs> it's interesting because you, know, you come across as a very strong person, a, a person who knows themselves, but you haven't had it easy, have you? You've had no. hard times in your life. And I, I don't think we've touched on those because mm -hmm. I just want people to get a sense of your journey. It's, mm -hmm. it's not been easy, has it, your mm -hmm. life? It's not. You've had your trials and, as well. Trial and failures, yes. <laughs> I grew up actually very tough in a bakery and cafe. And there were alcoholic people and also elder people. And they were very mean. And as high sensitive person, and I was a quiet person, 
I'm, I'm the third child. My parents didn't have a lot of time, so I grew up, grew up actually alone with my cats. I, I grew up with the, with the value, I have to work more as woman to be someone. So I've worked a lot. I, I'm truly a workaholic. I still say I'm one, but I, I can handle it way much better now. And uh, when I didn't work the way my mom wanted, I got hit because the, the, the boys and my brothers, they didn't have to work that much, but I had to work because I'm a woman, girl. She, that's my mom. She's also a Leo. She knew already who I want to be, who I should be, and what I have to do and all the things. And I was always no way. And I did everything till um, I got the, uh, the exam with 18. And I, I prepared my mom for five years. I said, when I go to this school, when I'm finished, I want to be an au pair and going to America. I had the big dream. I always want to go to America. Five years, she, she said no. One week before the final exam was, I said to her, now I have a place in, in, uh, in the States as an au pair and I'm going there, but not alone. We're going, we're, we're free. So I went there and this was still my best year of my, my life because I had to call my mom once a week. I told her what I'm doing. She said, no, don't do that. I put it up and I did whatever I want. And it made me tough. Today, I understand her because I'm, I, I truly did a lot of stuff. I was with nine or 10 years already with the music and uh, because I was playing flute. I was in, uh, in Poland. So I was traveling all the time as much as possible. And as balance, I worked. So to, that I satisfied my mom. And this working stuff or this value um, or the thinking, this belief was so hard that I had my first burnout with 20. And this was such a hard burnout because it was uh, to the end of the step. Deep personalization, I had no idea anymore who I was. Mm. I lost more than 20 kilos. I was anorexia nervosa and highly suicide. And I was working in France. The only reason why I didn't kill myself because I prepared everything was one thing. I can't do that to my mom. It was the only reason that I didn't kill myself because I said, when my mom would find me like this, I don't think this would be a good idea. So she actually saved my Saved life. you. Yeah, it's really yes. interesting. And she had a parallel when I had a burnout and the breakdown in France, actually later than in Dublin, my mom had parallel a burnout. I'm highly, I'm highly sensitive and I felt my mom. And um, when I came back, back, I had to be the strong woman because she had the, the breakdown and all the things. I put myself together as best. Conclusion, I had three burnouts. The last one was 2009 because I took care of everybody else and lost myself. But do my speedy living, alcohol and all the other stuff, tons of working, I just give it somewhere else. When I had the time out after uh, 2009, every, everybody else was taken care of, my whole family. I had now the time for myself to have actually my burnout, my breakdown. But I did it on my own. And parallel to it, then I had a car accident and I had a colon problem and tons of stuff, which was, in my opinion, not normal. When I begin to work on myself, on my beliefs, on my values and all the things what I got from others, I found out, lady, you can shape your world on your own based on your values. So I got more and more information about uh, constructivism, about psychology and all the things. And I do my story. I created my own nutrition work and my own coaching therapy style, which um, is, is a further development of NLP. I, got, um, I was a no nominated in uh, 2009 in London for the NLP award in research and all the things. Because what I created for myself, actually, other people came to me and asked me, what did you do? How did you uh -huh. come out of it? And I said to them, yeah, I did it this and this. And then I begin to, to have my guinea pigs because they were interested and I, I love to play. I said to them, do you want to wanna try my, my stuff, what I created? And they said, so, yes. so this was for, the, for managing your eating or managing for the nutrition, yes. And, and also the burnout. I never yeah. went to any psychology because I grew up very natural with natural mm -hmm. medicine, holistic medicine. And this helped me way, way much more because the antidepressiva didn't, they don't work. They don't go to the core of, no. of the challenges. 
but I got to the core of the challenges. And also I'm doing intuitive eating. For a couple of people, I still have not enough weight, but I feel totally healthy. I have better blood testings than I had with 20 and I'm, I'm 44 and I have, I, I have in a better, I'm in better condition than ever before. So something is right there. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm a certified nutrition trainer, then NLP and all different stuff. I'm going now doing the next education uh, at the university because I want to become a family therapist because the core of all your challenges is your family. Back to the children. That's what you were talking about at the start. That's really interesting. So a number of things came up for me there. there. So though, absolutely, we live our lives based on the stuff that's happening in the shadows that we don't mm. consciously know about. That's really interesting. So basically, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is that you do, I mean, we touched on a number of things there. Mm-hmm. You do have a lot of stuff going on you know um I think you said you're still a workaholic you're currently still working whilst you know doing the coaching and doing a PhD Mm -hmm. uh, all at the same time you're a very busy person so but when you come to speak Mm -hmm. for instance about everything that you do Mm -hmm. how do you cover all that stuff or how do you do you focus on one thing at a time how does that work for you Mm -hmm. I have a really good time management Right. I'm already doing workshops out of it because a lot of people are asking me and I'm like, that's so normal. But I had to create it because I had to work at home a lot. But I always wanted to fulfill my dreams. So I had to yeah. find solutions. I'm a person who finds solutions. And I have, a, um, I have a time management, which is maybe not normal, but um, I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the party person. I love traveling then I'm the most creative person ever. I love sport and all those things. And I found for, my, for myself a lifestyle which I like, which gives me energy. And I'm, I'm a hardcore, even when I'm very creative, I'm a totally project management person. I'm doing for more than 20 years multi-project management. Mm-hmm. For me, time is, is um, I value my time. So I'm only doing stuff what brings me energy, what I like to do, what I love to do. I learned saying no it's a huge topic with women i found out saying no when when it, when it doesn't feel good when i don't want to do it or when i'm getting when my energy you know sucks out i just don't want to do it and i support a lot of other people that i have already a team who supports me so i'm not i'm not the, the, a lonely rider but i work with with people with the same uh, mindset I, ha- I have a virtual assistant she's mother She's already at the time pregnant, but she's a project manager. She knows how to, to handle time. And she can support me in a way which I love. And she has the same drive than me. So we speak the same language. So when you have people around you who have the same drive, you can make miracles. And the other stuff is a lot of mental methods. For example, one is from Ernest Ernest Shackleton, the 20 miles per day, or the method of uh, Nikola Tesla. Before I begin going into action, it has to be finished in my head. And I always say I'm I'm going pregnant with my project. I'm even write that to my people. Then they know I, they they don't should be contact me a lot because I'm I'm pregnant with my project. <laughs> Expand on that point that. You've already finished it in your head before you start it. What, what do you mean by that? I'm uh, constructing or reconstruct everything before I go into action because your brain, that's not a scientist. Your brain don't make a difference if it's real or if it's uh, created oh, in the, your head. I'm, I'm using all senses. Yes, it's a, it's a method what I created, but based on the, on, on the thinking or on the method of Nikola Tesla, because before I begin, before he began to, to go into action, in his head, it, the, the whole machine was finished till to the last piece. And that's what I'm doing too. Everything else is when you expand time, because uh, Einstein always said time is relative. Yeah. And when you understand what he meant with it, you understand time and space. And then you can work. I can stretch time. 
I would say my time management is lacking is, is, is a challenge to me things always take longer than I, than I think they will in my head mm-hmm. so in my head it, is, it seems like it's going to be easy but it, I don't know I'm, I have a mind like a butterfly as well so so I'm interested so do you mean that you've planned it completely yes in your head like, and but physically planned it as well before you start taking action or or is it or you visualized it just to sort of clarify no, that no I plan it it's totally finished ah. and sometimes another project needs more attention because the people the people are here mm. and then the other project is done I don't, I don't have a stress with any of my projects neither with my PhD by the way because in COVID time I had to give away PhD because something else was more important supporting others that they stay healthy and on a good level mm-hmm. so I don't stress myself with my projects but I'm still going 20 miles per day with my projects that means I do every single day something for exactly the project what, what has to be done to bring it on. That's mm. why I have at the moment, till end of this year, I will finishing five books because I'm working every single day on, on, the, on the books a little mm. bit that I can finish it and bring a whole stuff out there because next year I have a different um, priorities to the economic crisis where we are going, heading to in Austria, to be there for the people in a different way. So I have to finish other stuff. I'm a very, um, I love planning. I'm, but I'm also working a lot on the strategic level, also with others. And then you begin to learn it. Because it's a huge difference uh, if you be on the strategic level or on the operative level. It's a different thinking. It's also another method. <laughs> Gosh, and this this was the point that I started with. So you've got all of this stuff that you can help. You can help people with the the ornition. You can help mm-hmm. people discover their birthright. You mm-hmm. can help you know, in all sorts of ways. So when you speak to an audience, mm-hmm. how do you position? Do you choose to speak about one thing at a time? Mm-hmm. Do you manage to cover everything? How do you how do you manage that when you speak to an audience about what you do? I actually live in my birthright because the topic what I have intuition is a basic topic. The same with health, I have basic topics, and depending on the audience, that's why I'm mm-hmm. asking all the time, either podcast or being on stage, who is the audience and what is their biggest challenge. I always will come back to intuition. I always yes. will come back on on health and mental health and and whatever. But I take them to a journey, taking their biggest challenge and giving their pieces. I trigger something in them that the subconscious begin to work. So the golden thread is intuition. Yes. And you will focus on different aspects depending yes. on who you're speaking. That makes yes. absolute sense. Yeah. I, I, because that's the birthright. Mm-hmm. I have a program beginning with mompreneurs or pregnant women mm-hmm. working with children till to terminal care. But for every single piece, I found experts in their fields who love to work, especially there, supporting them, giving them my tools to it, that they have a bigger toolbox and working. I don't have to do everything. To open up for their birthright, to open and, and having more consciousness and also accessing the subconsciousness to bring it out for them, their gifts. I don't want to say I'm a, a gift birther or a, I don't know. I didn't find a word for that, but I love to see. At the moment, when the eyes begin to glow, I know they found themselves. Yeah. And I make myself obsolete. I love doing that. That's the best part of my coaching. When I make myself obsolete, when they don't need me anymore, when I see they found themselves, perfect. Yeah. I love this. You, you found a way to sort of live that phrase that I've heard. You, on your own, you can go fast, but together you can go far. And so people struggle so much to let go of their mm. stuff and they're limited because of that. You know, I recognize that in myself and you, you've sort of overcome that, which is one of the biggest challenges to entrepreneurship and being mm. a, a, a sort of visionary is letting go of the, the sort of operational stuff, the day-to-day mm. stuff so that you can, other people can go and do your stuff out in the world as well. Interesting. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I actually create something what I needed 20 years ago because this was not fun being in France and want to kill myself. Through COVID, I, I recognized that, that suicide rate raised tremendously for nothing. 
And, and for me, this was the turning point and uh, everything what I create today, and I'm really doing it out of passion. I'm doing it out knowing my big why, mm-hmm. because the stuff I, what I create today, it would be wonderful having 20 years ago. Then I wouldn't came to this point. And so you did that at that point because you didn't feel like you had a purpose. Is that why you wanted to no, kill yourself? Not only, only that, but being worthless. Because mm. in the company where I was, uh, it was a German company, but I, I, I was in, in France back then. They always gave me the feeling I'm not nothing worse because I'm from Austria and I'm a woman. And this was so bad. This was truly, they, they were very sexistic in there. I got trained before being tough, but this was even for myself too much. I stopped eating um, and, and everything else that I became invisible that they don't hurt me anymore. So mm-hmm. I had to build up my whole identity after the first burnout completely new. You can see this chance, you can see this challenge, however you want to see it, but it happened. So I found for myself a way doing it. And I always knew taking drugs or taking medic- medicaments is not a reason. And the stuff what out there is not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Because in my deepest belief is, and Hopefully, I don't hurt now anybody out there, but that's what, what was my experience. People, psychologists, has a bigger problem than myself. That's why I choose NLP. I always say it saved my life. It was also getting con- confronted with all your beliefs and values. It was like, whoa, okay. This was one of many, many reasons going on, going on, going on, going on. And I learned truly from the best. I had the big pleasure and I am still uh, want to learn from the best. And seeing that my, my big why is truly going uh, through family therapist because uh, the role model of mine is Virginia Satir. She's in such a big heart. And in Austria, I found two direct uh, students from her who are my mm-hmm. mentors. And this is such a beautiful work and, and nurturing others and nurturing and seeing how they blossom up. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And maybe so- this was the reason because my car accident was so weird. And I didn't have nothing, but the car was broken and I, I had nothing, no trauma, nothing. And I always said, this was the last call I probably need or the hitting to wake up and truly go, go what feels good for me. And, and as more as I go this way and as more as I see how I can support others, they, that they found their fears or their hidden challenges and, and, and going beyond in business, in, in private, because everything begins with you. doesn't matter if it's in private or in business or whatever you want to call it, but it's just beautiful to see. And it's really interesting that you you mentioned a few times about your why. And, and I think this can get a little bit cliche, you know, what, mm-hmm. oh, find your why, find your mm-hmm. why. And, and I was feeling that, but I, I read a book recently called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving... Uh, and is a swear word begins with mm-hmm. F mm-hmm. and he says that the reason why understanding what you care about matters so much is because when we find our reason to be our, our why it's going to be painful if your why is to have a great physique you know if you want a six-pack it's going to be, you have to accept the pain of going to the gym every day, blah, blah, blah. If your why is to become a family therapist, there is, you know, there is a lot of change and, you know, you have to be disciplined to study, to learn, to, you know, so that's why it's sort of reframed to me why the why is so important because when you, you have pain and, you, you know, it will be painful to get to the, to the why. So you have to care about it enough to go through the pain. That's why I think it's really important when you are, working with someone that they are committed to change Mm -hmm. because change is painful you know if the destination is truly something they want they will be prepared to to experience the pain of the transformation so that's it's really important I think Mm -hmm. it's not sometimes the pain what I see in people is when they find their calling or their uh, big why it's so it's so normal to go there Mm. there there is no no doubt anymore in there and that's why I have now, I created uh, another passion of mine and I call it uh, creation by passion because this, this is so, this is, um, yes, of course I do it. There's no, there's no doubt. 
this is so interesting. It, it's not about being fanatic about something, but when you find your way or your yeah. your bigger why, you just do it. Hmm. This is this is this is out of question. Brilliant. So um so I wanted to ask you, how does speaking fit into your mission to to your business model? How does it does it fit in? I'm uh, in the middle of transition from introvert because I'm actually an introvert person to learn going out there for speaking. Mm. And yes, I found a mentor. And every everything what I can model, I'm a totally person who models a lot because yeah. there are always methods or strategies behind. When one person can do it, I can do it too. Yes, mm -hmm. maybe it's painful because phew, going out there and, and whatever and someone can complain what you say and all the things. And for me, it's totally clear. I got al uh, already a lot of invitation to be uh, internationally on different um, conferences for speaking. And so also with my nutrition work, which is, uh, wow, okay, with my nutrition work thing, I know it's necessary. I know I want to become visible because funny, today I made the first step to become way much more visible because I know 2021 will be the time for it. I was already on different stages on big one and small ones and all the things. Do I like it? No, I fear it. I was the, the biggest stage was more than 300 people. My PowerPoint didn't work. I forgot everything what I, what I prepared. And then I spoke out of the heart and this was one of the best speeches ever. So I go this way, uh, speaking out of the heart. And that's why I'm always asking who is my audience? What is the biggest challenge? And going right away this way. Uh, the, the other stuff is training. Training, 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 training. And yes, I begin to love speaking. No, I cannot sell from stage yet because I just hate it. But everything what hates, there is a learning behind. And I'm pretty sure I can learn when other people can do it, but I want to do it out of the heart. Yeah, that's really interesting because uh, the thing that is in my, my model for speaking training is a, something I call the heart map. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't want people to be worrying about ums and ahs. It's my whole thing. It's about speaking from your heart. And mm -hmm. when you speak, when you, as long as you prepare, do the work to prepare, but then let go and speak from your heart and be authentic, then it, it's probably going to be much better than, mm -hmm. than if you, you know, learned a script and stuck to the script. And so, yeah, I love that. That's really cool. When I begin to, to train from my mentor, I had next to my bed, a stage I put their stage. So when I put my, my feet out of my bed, I was on stage. Mm -hmm. And the rest is train, 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 train. Till you have it uh, conscious in your subconscious. And then you, you, you will do it. I did this year through uh, the prizes. So many Facebook lives, so many mm -hmm. podcasts, so many uh, opportunities to train that I'm totally happy about. Yes, it was probably a little bit too much because I also wrote blog article in magazines so I wanted to give as much as possible value to the people out there and um, yes but I did it for me it, saying no no not doing it it's not an option do I like it no well this this comes back to my point about you want to get your message out there so you're yes. prepared to go through the discomfort of speaking because it fits in with your why and that's the pain that I was talking about that okay. uncomfortable yeah that that's the that's exactly it one of my biggest dreams is by the way being um, a university teacher professor and having dreams like this uh, is also motivation yeah and um, I, I am already one but not fixed, not fixed on a university. Yeah. But uh, I got my, my next lecture possibility on a university. And for me, it makes me so proud. I always oh. say I'm a little girl from the countryside in Austria. No, yeah. I'm not yodeling, but I'm wearing dirndl. <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to be on big stages. Yeah. Next year, I'm in London. I mean, virtually, okay. And hopefully one day, not virtually anymore. And, and on a dream stage, for me, being on the NLP conference next to Robert Bills, being able, talking about my work, this is something I never had in my head 10 years, 20 years ago. And this is dreams come true. Absolutely. And I'm a fan of, of visual boards. I'm a fan of, of writing all this stuff and just knowing that it's possible. Even when yeah. your brain says, no, who? Because you're from the countryside, you're, you're a woman and all the stuff coming through. 
yes, maybe it, it can be, it should be the kick as angel, but how I call it, <laughs> kick as angel. Um, and still going, I will show you. Yeah, that's brilliant. So that's smashing. Thank, thank you so much for sharing all of that stuff with me. Um, and I'm sure that I could talk to you for, for hours about this stuff. I have a few standard questions mm -hmm. to ask you before I let you go and before we uh, share how people can work with you and find out more about you. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, uh, what's the best thing that speaking has done for you? Overcoming my introvertity. Excellent. Um, because this was truly a, a huge topic in my world to, to my life story. And, and this is what, what I perceived the most when I was, the, I, I still remember when I was so grateful doing it and overcoming my own fears um, and going on. And I just got to say, I've been, it's been in my head to say this all through the interview, um, that I think it's amazing that you do so well in English. It's not your first language. <laughs> so many people, it's easy for me to speak you know, it's my language to actually do it to the level that you're doing it in a, a language that isn't your first language is amazing. So kudos to you. I just wanted to say that. So, so when you, you know, you second guess yourself a little bit, I think you're amazing. So keep doing it. And the right words will always come for you. Yes. And I think we covered this maybe. So the, the worst speaking gig you've had, was it that one where you, where you mm -hmm. started off? And, <laughs> and I was like, it can't be worse. And I, I was shaking, and that's one of big reasons why I'm not wearing high heels on speaking on, on stages, because I'm so shaking. And I, I created myself um, also methods, what I shared in, in a book, to overcome it, but it will be always there. Mm -hmm. And for some, some audience are like, they're so nurturing already that it's gone, because they're speaking, I have most of the time at, with NLP. In NLP conference and I feel totally comfortable and sometimes it's just different but when I was in America I got a book and it said I can see you naked yes and yes this is this is a method for people when you when you are when you fear stages and I can tell you when you have this thinking you're like no I don't want to see this person naked right now but it's <laughs> for some reason it's working <laughs> it's it just I'm, I'm a person who finds solution so yeah. I found myself different solutions still going on. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that I, that I have this inner drive to going on. Okay. And I do think it's important to say that I've done stand-up comedy all over the place. I still have that feeling, but that feeling, that anxiety is actually a good thing yes. because it keeps us in peak performance. So mm -hmm. we just need to reframe that. Once you're on stage, you know, it goes away anyway, mm -hmm. really, when you start but it's just there to keep you performing at peak. Good. Okay. Um, what's the book that you've read that's had most impact on your life and why? I can tell you right away because this was uh, 10 years ago. And the funny part is um, I uh, talked about it yesterday with the person and, and I said to her, please buy this book because it's a brilliant. When Elizabeth Hive, the initiation, um, and I had flashbacks with this book. And it was so interesting because it was open up my subconsciousness. I truly believe about uh, past lives and all the things. Um, I'm working with a lot of people about this in the subconscious and to remember them, a lot of things. And, and uh, I have a, a dear friend of mine who is in Switzerland and he's doing hypnosis. And he has uh, also the, um, uh, the experience when he put people in hypnosis, they might speak another language where they had no idea where it comes from. So we have a lot of hidden treasures in us. And, and uh, this book was for me the op open up. Wow, cool. I will put a link to that book in the show notes so people can check it out. Is it, is it in English as well as German? It's, it is actually in English. Oh, it is in um, English. Okay. Yes. Okay, next question for you. There's only mm -hmm. two more left. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best bit of business advice you've had and why? It sounds a little bit weird because it's a Nike commercial. Just do it. And it's if not, you, we've had that before. Okay. <laughs> good. The, the, the interesting part is in Austria, walking up is like totally no go. In America, you have to least fuck up once, better three times, that you know what business is about. 
And this is uh, some kind of culture we have to learn. And this is for me one of the best advices. Don't bother about makeup. It's totally okay. You say that word and it sounds completely okay the way you say it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> it's, it's very, <laughs> I like it. Was, I didn't recognize it at first, but I prefer it the way you say it. It's, that's very good. I think that's very good advice. Yes. Okay. It, last it's also very interesting because I was pub I'm publishing a book uh, uh, about marketing impulse mm -hmm. for tomorrow, but only in German. And we put it extra in there because most of the people has the best learnings when they fuck up, not when they are good. It's true. Is that NLP? There's no failure. There's only feedback. I love that. Yes. Love that all the time. And fail fast is also, we, we uh, talk about that often. That's brilliant. Okay, last uh, question. Mm -hmm. If you could have one mentor mm -hmm. and they can be alive or dead, Mm -hmm. fictional or non-fictional mm -hmm. who would you choose and why i will go in the direction of female therapist according to virginia Satir. so i always wanted to see her but i have uh, access to all her movies because she, she got filmed a lot and the most mentor i love in this time is clinton swain he is the troublemaker who kicked my ass going on stages who gives me the tools, who, who supports and gives me the, um, he's beyond everything what I ever saw in my life. And he opened up my world big time. And for me, he's my mentor of my lifetime. Cool. Clinton Swain. Cool. Yes. And who was, the, who was the lady you mentioned? Virginia? Virginia Satir. She's the founder Satir, of the Human right. Therapist. Her work is just profound in this field. Cool. That's brilliant. So, Bernadette, thank you so much for sharing all of that stuff, for being vulnerable, for being open and, and just all, sharing all those tools. Now, there's so much more people can find out about you and the different ways that you can help them. Where is the best place for them to go? You will find me on social media. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm everywhere there to write me. And I cool. have uh, websites, one is in English, because most of them are still in German, so we are in the middle of translating it. And the one is um, my, my book series, uh, First Ed of the Soul, and the website is www.firstedsoul.com, everything together. And this is the English version, and we're in the middle of translating the books also in different languages and all this stuff. And what's your, how do they find you on social media? What's your... On LinkedIn, you will find me with my name, Bernadette Bruckner, and also uh, on Facebook. And cool. I have there also my, my nutrition word, which calls Orinition. It's the wording together with original nutrition, Orinition. Excellent. We'll put the links in the show notes as well to those sites as well. So thank you so much, uh, Bernadette. Good luck with everything that you're doing. You're following your life's passion, so it's not really work anyway, is it? So... That's good. Good. Do you take you too? Thank you very much for the opportunity and greetings mm -hmm. from Austria. There you go. What do you think of that then? Good, wasn't it? Told you she was a whirlwind. She definitely makes you feel exhausted with everything that she's got going on. But as I said, when you're living your passion, I guess it doesn't seem like work. And she definitely is on a mission. Do go and check out Bernadette's work and say hi on LinkedIn or one of the other social media platforms. And uh, yeah, look at her website too. I've put all the links to those in the show notes for you. Well, as ever, if you enjoyed the show, then do go and leave a rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. I really appreciate the feedback and it helps the show get found too. Also subscribe if you haven't yet done so. And yeah, thanks again for joining me. Really love having you come and listen to the show. Last month, we had our biggest ever uh, number of downloads, which is fantastic. Well, actually had daily, weekly and monthly biggest numbers of downloads, which is always fabulous. And I really appreciate uh, you contributing to those numbers. So I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're listening to the show because you want to start speaking or have a big talk or pitch coming up and you want to make it the best it can be, then you made the right choice because this podcast is the vehicle that can help you get there. 
but I wanted to tell you about something that will get you there even faster. Something that incorporates all the hacks, tools and tips I've picked up from my years in comedy, theatre, marketing and coaching. And that's my blueprint for creating and delivering a story-led talk that engages, inspires and converts. And the best bit is that I'll be sharing my blueprint and the mindset hack that will help you overcome public speaking anxiety in a free webinar masterclass. To register, go to thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass. This puppy gives you the soup to nuts for creating powerful talks that connect with and engage your audience every time. So grab your place now. That's thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass.